Baka Zaka cause they never fucking knew me Everybody seems like they're waiting for me to die Talk shit behind my back, can't look me in the eye They say I'm overrated, that I should've already been And here we are, podcasting directly from Luzium Studios Where all brave lawyers go When the legal industry finishes off their souls and finishes them off and kills them Delivered using the heaviest microphone of law Located in Brooklyn, New York, the unofficial center of the country This is Vinny Maletti, partner, founder of Maletti Law And the self-proclaimed, nay, it's fact most Jack in NYC, and this is the Maletti Law Podcast. Over here, we bring to the evolution of law, current events, stories on the usually motivated, and answering all your questions and concerns as to legal services, business needs, and general day-to-day legal issues. The date today is Tuesday, January 26, 2021. It is now day 325 of the State of Emergency in New York City. Notice the state of emergency started um, March 7, 2020, and it never seems to end. So without further ado, let's bring it up. To begin, make sure you sign up to my subscriber list. Make sure you sign up to the newsletter. Go to the website. Scroll at the bottom of the website. There, um, subscribe to our newsletter. You sign up. You get the latest in the blog, in the blog, stories, community events, updates, much more. Every single thing that we do, do not miss it. Get to the website. We constantly have stuff growing. Constantly have cool things happening over and over again. Um, and then uh, you know, some of the cool things. Sign up to the website. You get noticed when you have the first updates on the blogs. You get noticed when we have the first updates on the podcast, on the videos, on the audio, when we have cool stuff that we're selling out there or that we're even just giving away events, which we'll ultimately do at some point when COVID is over or when we can actually have events without people being terrified for their lives. So whatever. Fact of the matter is, don't miss a beat. Sign up to the newsletter today. Go to the website, lawyerlaw.com, scroll to the bottom, and let's get busy. All right. Well, then. So today, uh, I actually want to do a couple of things today. Um, I want to go over a few things because a couple of questions actually came in. So I would like to discuss these questions um, directly to you guys and girls out here. Of course, everybody who asked the questions, thank you very much for submitting them. You, of course, will remain, uh, will remain anonymous and I will obviously never disclose who you are and I will discuss everything in a very anonymous fashion so you know, no one knows who they are. Um, all right, well, always as we start, Part one, cool stuff coming out. We are making a very, very, very aggressive push at trying to build, um, trying to build the shop, build the media platform. So, you know, like every day we're always trying to come out with new stuff. So if you go to the website, you go to miladylaw.com, you go to events and shop. I, you know, I do not have an actual shop mechanism yet. So we have to do it kind of like bare bones. You have to kind of do it kind of ghetto. Um, you'll look at the shop, you scroll down. Right now we have the Malaya Law wristbands. We have the NY compliant mask, compliant with 10 NYCR R, um, 66.3, totally legally compliant. And just to show you, we got the new, mod- we got the original flimsy models here and again. I do not wear a mask, but if you're going to wear a mask, this is the one you got to wear. Totally, totally legally compliant in New York in accordance with section 663. And with superior breathability, and it actually protects you just as much as the real mask. So we have one that for sale. Um, t-shirts are coming. Um, we actually just uh, gave the design the design today to the actual local designer who's going to be doing it. Uh, once he gets us our 150,000 shirts that we could have at the place, we're going to start seeing how they feel. If the quality is nice, naturally. It's V-neck to show more chest because here at Maletti Law, I mean, what law firm is complete without a V-neck fitted T-shirt to show biceps, chest, and pecs? Um, so that's really cool. And then once we finish with that, we'll start getting things like stringers, um, 
hoodies, you know, I don't know, whatever we would have. I, I, I really want some wristbands for lifting. Um, you know, real men don't use straps. Real men use chalk in their hands. But, you know, us wimps like to use straps. Um, all right, so enough with that. Go to the website. Go to MillennialLaw.com. Go to events and shops. Scroll down and you'll see it. If you go down a little bit more, you'll see things like some of the small businesses also that service the neighborhood. Um, we try to keep this a community-based thing. So we have the outlets. We have building blocks of green points and your kids at daycare. Fill life with Dawn. Obviously, my wife. Obviously, the gym's still open. Cuomo can go screw himself. Um, you know, BB Outlets does artisan designs for your windows. Um, I'll favorite supplement company ever of all time, Condemn Labs, who actually has the absolute best products out there, period. You know, Gourmet Kitchen, um, Gourmet Kitchen has been feeding this genetic freak for quite some time. So very, a bunch of great partners we have, um, a lot of creativity. Uh, you have Next Step Productions, you know, local uh, musician in the neighborhood. He actually works at a bank, but you know, decided he was gonna be a musician. Kind of similar to this attorney who decided he was going to be uh, attempt to be a social media star and have the best deadlift of all time. So you know, whatever we are a unique beast in Brooklyn, New York, that's for sure. Ultimately, you know, when we get the full platform out, um, we're going to start servicing besides just clothing and gear. We're also going to start servicing things like training materials, um, on-demand uh, compliance training for people, but from like a legal perspective. So you could actually like legitimately see, you know, like what the statute says, right? We'll do a layer for individuals. We'll do, we'll do like kind of like a level for a management level, and then we'll do a level for kind of like your day-to-day hour, you know, entry-level employees, your novice employees. So it, we got a lot going on. So whatever. without without further ado, let's get into these legal questions because I did get a couple of them that I thought were, you know, really interesting. And I thought they were definitely worth discussing. So question number one, the time now is 5.58 into the video. I'm going to timestamp this. So what I'm going to do is for uh, all you people that ask me questions, in the summary, in the overview, the description, I'm gonna put the timestamps. This is where your responses will begin, so you don't have to listen. I, I want you to listen to the entire audio. You know, do me a favor, give me some of the SEO, give me some of the likes, give me some of the clicks, give me some of the traffic. I'd love it, but whatever. People get busy, right? People don't have time. You want to hear your questions? I'm totally cool with it. Okay, so that's another minute. <laughs> so the time now is 6:30, and this is gonna be the first question. So the first question on um, the topic is. Uh, it's a discussion on the gym using your image on social media. So here's a little bit of a background, right? So I like powerlifting, right? Powerlifting, we live for PRs, personal um, uh, personal records. You know, we get a, where you know you lift, have a great lift, and everybody sees it, right? So. Look, the reality is without a doubt in 2020, you have a lot of problems, right? Um, there's been a lot of, there was a lot of conflict in 2020, you know, especially people like me, I don't like to wear a mask, right? So let's say I go to a gym, a gym opens up, any gym that did open up at the end of the year, let's just say, uh, I like being on top of my training partners. We like screaming at each other. We like spotting each other. I mean, if you ever seen us spot each other on a squat machine, it looks pretty sexual. I mean, that's how close we are. Um, you would pretty much think we were touching junk. So you know, so the gym life, 2020 presented a couple of problems for a gym, right? So a lot of times what happens, so gym members are like a, gym members kind of like a unique bunch, right? So when you lift it in the gym, obviously, you know, you, you lift, 
more so than just lifting for yourself. The reality is, especially if you're a politician, you're lifting to show all your buddies, right? So there's nothing you love more than social media and, you know, putting your pictures out there, right? You have a fantastic squat, you have a fantastic deadlift, you know, you like to put it on social media, you take a picture, you know, you Photoshop the picture so your abs get bigger because the reality is you probably got really fat being powerlifting and then, you know, being inside in the quarantine, you probably didn't work out too much cardio, right? So boom, you post a picture online. So let's use like Vin as an example. Vin, if January, 2020, before COVID, right? Vin has a fantastic squat, squats 500 pounds gets a picture of it puts it on i don't know a gym what let's use new york sports club because they're out of business now so whatever we'll give them a little bit of traffic right vin does a squat puts it on instagram and tags new york sports club great squat pr i'm a boss right this is free advertisement basically for new york sports club so new york sports club takes that picture repost that picture and let's say it has a caption, only here in New York Sports Club can a lawyer have a 500-pound squat, right? Good. So I squatted, I took picture, put it on social media, and then I, you know, I went to, um, and then I went to Sports Club, picked it up, saw it, and republished it, right? Cool. Now, income COVID. So we're not happy anymore. Gym closes in March. Can't go to gym. Don't go to gym again until December, right? So we don't go to gym again until December 2020. I get into a bunch of fights with the gym. Jim tells me, you know, hey, you got to put that mask on. You can't, you got to social distance. You can't be on top of this guy spotting him. I don't like it. I freak out. I go crazy. And then the gym tells me, um, all right, Mr. Mladi, you got to go. You got to leave. They throw me out. Me, I'm pissed. I'm furious. I can't believe the gym threw me out. I'm a staple in the gym. I was going for a PR. I was going for a great record. I was going to go for a 600-pound squat. I can't believe it did it to me. Man, I'm furious. I don't want nothing to do with that gym ever again. Then here comes the Instagram reminder. Oh, hey, by the way, <laughs> reminding you picture you took in January 2020. So here comes this picture of me squatting, and Sports Club is still promoting this picture. Sports Club sees the, um, the memory, bring it back up again. Sports Club is really excited, decides to repost it again, and try to make some money off of it, right? I sit here and say to myself, and I'm like, you know what? I am pissed. I want nothing to do with that gym. I don't want them using my likeness anymore. I don't like that they're using my likeness, and they should. I want no part of it. Okay. Notwithstanding the rules and terms and conditions on Instagram, let's just say, which I will eventually, I'll discuss in the end. Question is, do you have a cause of action, right? Is, Is your personal picture that's being used by another business for purposes of promoting their business is then is that company using your personal picture is that a piece of uh, property that's able to be protected under the law right so it seems like a little it's a little seems a little kooky right so you don't you didn't copyright you didn't register your own image so it's not specifically a copyright claim you know you didn't you're not a trademark right so Vinnie Maletti though Maletti law is but Vinnie Maletti the person, it's not a trademark, not a brand. You know, I didn't trademark that. So I don't have federal protection. You know, I don't have state, I don't have common law protection on that stuff. So what's your cause of action look like? So only using New York as an example, New York has something known as um, a statutory right of pub, of publicity. So New York has this known as a statutory right of publicity. This falls under um, the section 50 right of privacy, right? So under the section 50 right of privacy, the statute says a person, firm, or corporation, say person, a person 
firm or corporation that uses for advertising purposes or for the purposes of trade the name, portrait, or picture of another living person without first having obtained that written consent of such person or of a minor is guilty of a misdemeanor. So right off the bat, you see guilty of a misdemeanor. You see that's kind of like that's, you know, that's a criminal statute, right? So that could take away somebody that could lead to like prison time. Likely won't. Odds are no one's going to jail. So let's like kind of like let's kind of like discuss that a little bit, right? So basically, you have a right of privacy in New York. The right of privacy is exclusively statutory, and it also has to do with your individual, it has to do with your person, right? So the statute protects um, particularly four types of four forms of your identity. It protects your name, it protects your portrait, your picture, and your voice. So been outside in the street, whatever, walking around, photographers taking pictures. Has a picture of been in the picture posted online for his great photography. He shouldn't be doing that, right? Off the bat, he is now earning money. He is putting my picture out there into the public. He's marketing. It's a great picture. They got this really good-looking guy in the picture, and he's going to be able to, you know, make something off of it. I have a cause of action against him, right? So it's a very limited purpose, as far as I understand. There's four parts, right? There's name, portrait, picture, and voice. Those are protected. This has been um, upheld in courts. You know, for purposes of this question, I just kind of did a quick dive. You know, I saw a couple of situations where um, in use for advertising purposes, you know, voice is also included. Uh, the Court of Appeals has held that, you know, there are, also, there are certain carve-outs, certain exclusions. So, for instance, um, newsworthy incidents, right? So I hate to I hate to say it, but possibly like one of the biggest news, one of the, you know, like, catastrophes and disasters, right? So you have something like maybe a train gets into an accident and somebody gets hit in the train or somebody's in the picture running from the train, right? So that person running from the train who's in the picture, that's something that's, um, you know, newsworthy events of public interest. So that person's not going to have the cause of action because that's a specific carve out. But for the most part, you know, if someone gets you in your name, portrait, picture, and voice, you could technically have a cause of action and you can go ahead and you could file something on that. You know, you could pursue it, right? It only applies to living persons. I did read something that there was going to be a postmortem protection coming soon at some point in May. Um, postmortem protection, postmortem means you're already dead. So someone, there's a, it's a picture of a person who's already deceased, who's pre-deceased before the picture has been published. There'll be a cause of action there as well. But again, not now, in May 2021, I think I read um the duration of that they have it's a 40-year period right so the post-mortem period expires after 40 years so in 2000 uh that guy guy died in 99 picture in 2000 in 2041 there's no more cause of action it expires um as far as a living individual there's a one-year statute of limitations picture is taken in 2000 you have till 2001 essentially to file on that and get your statutory right of privacy. Each claim has certain elements of a claim, right? So in order to communicate this, in order to bring this to a court, you have to allege that this person is using your, remember, name, portrait, picture, voice within New York for purposes of advertising without your consent. Those are your elements. You can go back and forth and fight about it all you want. You could, you know, there are certain like exclusions. There are defenses that, you know, these people using your pictures could have. You know, so for instance, um, I looked up a couple of defenses. 
um, really quickly. So for instance, like if they, if, if your photo is used in a lawful matter, right, let's say you got in trouble and law enforcement is doing an investigation, pulls up your photo. Um, if you a professional photographer has certain exceptions, um, if you manufacture, if, if a, a manufacturer also has certain exceptions. So if they sell a good to somebody, you know, you see this a lot in the used car situations in like car dealerships, right? They sell, you know, they sell a good to someone and you're there with your keys to your car smiling, you know, you know, for the most part, they'll be able to push that for the most part, a uh, manufacturer sells a blender and you know, you, I don't know, you're at a trade show and you're drinking from a blender and they take a picture of it or whatever the case is. Um, that will, you know, that would be something that could potentially have a statutory defense. Um, a lot of times it's sound recordings. You have these kind of, you know, you could transfer rights and license to others. A lot of times there's an implied right, implied license that gets sent out. So that also could serve as um, a defense to it. Other defenses, for instance, if it's non-commercial, right? So non-commercial speech gets a lot of, uh, gets a lot of protection, non-commercial speech. So let's say, I don't know, someone is just, if it's for like comedic purposes, right? Non-commercial speech, those kind of, or if it's for educational purposes, um, non-commercial imagery, right? So pictures where they're showing about a park and educating students on proper environmental care, someone's in the picture, it's educational, they're not gonna have a cause of action. So that's also, again, there are a lot of defenses. I don't wanna get too far deep into them. So point is, if technically, if you don't like it, they don't have your consent, you know, all things being equal, again, not going to things like Instagram or Facebook yet, all things being equal, if someone uses your picture in public, you don't give them permission to use your picture in public, if, especially if they use it for trade, for purpose, for commercial purposes, you can be very frustrated. You could tell them to take it down. You could potentially have a cause of action or whatever the case is. Um, so that's something, right? Your remedies, you know, typically you can get damages based on the statute, you know, you can get exemplary damages, but this is not a money making endeavor. Like, let's be very, very, very clear. Most of your cases are settling under a thousand dollars here. I, you know, for shits and giggles, I did a, a I did a, like a verdict search of these things. And I'm seeing, you know, the ranges are $300, which would be for like a private person who really has like no name brand in a magazine to like $150,000 for a private person who was basically plastered all over a billboard. It, but believe me, that $150,000 is one in a bajillion cases. Um, you probably, I saw a video, I saw a commercial, not a commercial, I saw an interview the other day from some professor that said he found UFOs flying past, you know, the flying past earth and didn't stop by and drop something and we missed what they dropped. That's a higher probability than you getting $150,000 here. Like you're not getting $150,000. Like everyone listening to this audio is not getting $150,000. So um, most part, you all fall under the thousand. It's not much at all, I promise you. I looked at some of the ranges. A normal person got $300 for being printed in a magazine. A professional model that was published in a magazine without his um, permission got $1,500. And that's a professional model. That's a model that like makes a living off his image. Even a television personality that was on television magazine got $4,000 in the end, right? So it's not really, it's not a great, this is not going to be your bread and butter in your life. Um, if you're an attorney, I would suggest you follow a different area of law. Um, so again, for the most part, someone uses your image, someone uses your um, your image in a picture or someone posts something for advertising purposes, they shouldn't be doing that, right? 
So here's my favorite part though, the Instagram and the Facebook um, submissions. Okay, this goes back and forth. I strongly believe that there needs to be a change in law when it comes to Instagram and Facebook. I think that those are public forums. I think if you're not paying for it, those are public forums. I've seen case law that supports it, but I've also seen case law in the universe. I've seen case law that, that has outright said that they're not public forums, right? So I've seen conflicting case law on it. I tend to think they're more public forums, especially if they're free. If you pay for it, it's a different story. Um, if you pay for it, you can exclude people. If it's a free public forum, anybody can go on. Anybody can make a screen name. You know, Long Don. <laughs> could I've seen Long Dons all over the place. You know, I should probably have one that says, you know, screw the governor and feed him beans. That sounds like a good one. I have a hashtag. I should have a screen name for it. Um, so, but the Instagram thing's an uh, interesting one. See, so Instagram, Instagram and Facebook, they require you to grant certain rights the second you not only use the service, but you publish anything using the content. You, you publish any content using the services, right? So like anything you post, you automatically license, right, license rights to Instagram. Anything you post, you automatically license rights to um, the Facebook, right? So the language on Instagram, it begins by saying, you know, by displaying or posting any content through the Instagram services, you grant Instagram a non-exclusive fully paid royalty worldwide limited license to use, modify, delete from, public form, publicly display, blah, 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 your content, right? Instagram's protected. You publish, Instagram's protected. What about third parties? What about New York Sports Club, who took my pitch that I posted and reposted it? So what happened to that? Instagram has a section that says you represent a warrant that the posting and use of your content on or through the Instagram services to not violate any privacy rights, public rights, copyrights, contracts, and social perhaps of any other person. And the posting of your content on the site does not result in any breach of contract between you and any third party. There is certain language that um, softens the blow a little bit that they there's, there's like a step up that they have to do in order to um, take down your content, right? So there's kind of like this presumption that whatever you post on Instagram, it could be used freely back and forth. Um, you know, you could certainly take a move. Um, you could certainly take a move and file a claim with them if there's an issue, but the presumption is going to be, unless you, the Instagram is going to leave it alone. And the presumption is going to be, unless you affirmatively make a stink, um, and say something about it, Instagram's just going to kind of leave it. You could basically, you could, you do have a right to file um, kind of like a takedown with them. Instagram has a page where usually, you know, you would go to them and assert that it's your private confidential information. You don't give any permission for it. You could write to Instagram. They'll take a look at it. They'll say, they'll, they'll look at it. They'll see if it's infringing. They'll see if it's a, right, a violation of your privacy. They'll see if it's a problem. And if it is, I have no more than here. It's very upsetting. And if it's a problem, they'll take it down. Um, for the most part, though, like it's something you have to facilitate. It's not automatic, and it's nothing you're gonna like make damages for. Mm. It's very good, and it's nothing you're gonna like get a substantial amount of damages for. I mean, it's just nothing that's gonna happen. Um, technically, again, technically, whatever you post online, the presumption is that it doesn't violate any rights of any others. Um, doesn't result in any breach of contracts between any third parties. Um, you know, that you actually own everything you um, publish, that you actually, it's, you know, that it's completely, you know, voluntary and you're protected. 
again, somebody does publish, you can report to Amazon. Uh, I'm sorry, you could report to Instagram, you could report to Facebook, have them take it down, but it's a process and it's not something that's automatically done. You have to facilitate it yourself. So point of story is, so to recap this whole thing, right? Because I just, I don't know if you followed me, but to recap this whole thing, you have a right to privacy. You have those four categories, right? That if somebody, um, if somebody posts, what was it? Your four categories again. Let's scroll up. That if somebody posts, if somebody posts your name, portrait, picture, and voice without your consent, you have a cause of action. It's not a fortune. It's not a lot of money. You're better off just calling them, telling them to take it down, and you have a right to do so. And if they don't do it, you can go go right to Instagram. If it's on Instagram, you can report it to Instagram. They'll take it down. It'll get taken down. It's not going to make you a million dollars. It's not a million dollar case. Attorneys, stop licking your lips. People, stop thinking it's a retirement. It's a very common thing. Okay. So we have that. So now the next question is going, is 24 minutes in is the next question. Uh, this question has to do with using trademark material online. Let me see. I actually rewrote this question. Okay. So this next discussion is going to be using trademark material, trademark images on your website, on your web platform. You know, I see this a lot. This happens a ton of times. People do not understand it. Um, people do not get it. And, you know, certain industries love to sue you. I'm going to say the automotive industry because they're savages. <coughs> Ford, people like Ford, GM sue everybody relentlessly. They, they're, they're savages. If you go to the USPTO's website, you will find like 700 trademarks. <laughs> if you go to LexisNexis, you will find 600 cases. These people are animals and they sue. They sue a lot and they don't give a shit. They don't give a fuck. They got firms that charge $700 an hour and they will sue the shit out of you and they will sue you and get damages and they will sue for attorney's fees. They will say it is malicious and it's a section 503 and, and my client is <clears throat> my client is dying. It's so much money. Blah, blah, blah. Right. So. Let's just go through this a little bit. Okay, so you're in the business of selling vehicles, right? So we have Vinny's Auto Body. So Vinny's Auto Body sells vehicles. I buy chop shit piece of shit cars. I fix them up. I put them online on my online website, vinnysauto.com. I should write these down. So we have vinnysauto.com and Vinny's Auto Body Shop. Okay. Right. Buy a piece of shit cars, take them to Vinny's Auto Body Shop. I fix them up. They look slamming. I put everything new in there. Make it like I put race stripes and all kinds of stuff. Sick rims, tires, crazy headlights. I'm a savage. Put it on the website. Boom. Put it on VinnyAuto.com. I sell it. I make good money. I get my money. Boom. It goes, right? I have a collection. I have a gallery on the bottom of my website that shows everything I sold all these years. I have my gallery. And my gallery is just riddled with like logos of Ford and logos of GM and logos of Volkswagen and, and logos of just everybody that I sold because I want you guys to know that I sold some badass vehicles and crazy ass shit. I got junkies. I got fixer uppers. I did them like a savage. I kicked them out. All right. What's the problem here? A week later, <clears throat> let's use Ford as an example because I, I think I'm pretty sure. I think last I looked in Lexus, they had like, I swear they had 700 lawsuits. Like, I mean, they're, they're crazy. I don't know how they have time to sell cars when they're suing all day or how they have time to manufacture when they're suing all day. And they'll probably sue me for this because this is just what they do. They sue. So, um, all right. So 
here we are. So now this, you have basically, if you remember the conversation I just had, I had two parts. I had the parts of the vehicles that I'm selling, right? The vehicles that I've rebuilt, I got the shitty fixer uppers. I built them and I sell them. And then I got the part that shows a gallery of what I've already sold. I've done a great job selling. All right. So there's two parts, right? There's something called nominative fair use. Nominative fair use. Very difficult to say. I can't say. Nominative fair use. So what nominative, what nominative fair use tells us is that we can use, in commerce, we could use a certain amount of the actual trademark. Even if we don't have a license, we could use a certain amount of trademark if it's just if we just cannot sell this product without identifying it by that trademark, right? So perfect example, I'm sell this particular door handle is for a Ford vehicle, right? This particular door handle is for Ford. And I, you know, it only fits Ford. It's only fitting on Ford. It fits nowhere else in the world. It's a big F. It's missing the letters, the UCK. Instead, it has the Ford, the RD on it. And, you know, that's what we're selling, right? <clears throat> so now, for me just to put that online as, oh, door handle, <laughs> it's going to get nothing. <laughs> You're going to sell shit because it's door handle. Who the hell knows what it's good for? Door handle, this is a door handle that's used for one specific type of vehicle, right? So the minute of fair use tells us that because that product is not identifiable at all without the use of the mark, we're allowed to use a minimum amount of that mark, even if we don't have license to sell that vehicle, right? So now back to my website concern, back to my website. I just fixed this badass 2020, I don't know, freaking Mustang GT, I don't know, right? And um, Mustang's Ford, right? We're going to assume, I'm pretty sure Mustang's Ford. Don't, I don't know, whatever. Anywho, this Ford Mustang looks crazy. Sold this crazy ass vehicle. And um, it's, I, I have to say it's a Ford Mustang. You know, I have to, I have to describe the car for what it is. I can't not mention the make model of the car because I then you I mean how how do you do that right <laughs> you don't just advertise a car for sale you have to advertise this particular type of car right so in that instance I don't need to have um, a contractual license agreement with Ford you know I there is a minute of fair use that I this product is not identifiable in without the use of the mark and I'm only using a little bit of the mark that's necessary. I'm not using, I'm not saying, you know, this is for Ford or this is endorsed or sponsored by Ford. I'm literally just saying Ford vehicle, you know, Vinny's auto, Vinny's auto body. Let's go. Right. The minute phase. So that should be fine. Now what happens with those vehicles that I've already sold in the past? So I'm prominently displaying the Ford mark on those vehicles. I got, I sold, I don't know. I, I got this, I rebuilt this, this F-150, which is probably my favorite car on the planet. So I rebuilt this F-150, it looks real sick, love F-150s, sold it a long time ago, sold it three years ago, but I was so crazy about it, like I love this car so much, I love this, this I mean this is like the sickest truck ever, and I just prominently displayed the F-150 logos everywhere, on the sides, on the front, everywhere. I mean, I'm not selling anything. Right. There's there's there is no diminutive fair use. I mean, you're not selling anything. There is no product that you're selling to begin with. You're plastering the mark all over the place without a license. And, you know, quite honestly, that would be that could be interpreted. That could be interpreted by people that, you know, I'm being endorsed or sponsored by Ford for what I do. Maybe that's why I'm all over them. Maybe that's why I'm putting their logos and labels everywhere over my website for a product I'm not even selling.
right? So that's the problem. That's going to get your ass in trouble. So that's one thing. So keep that in mind, right? So you just because you put a logo on, I mean, you have to look at the context, you have to look at the situation, you have to determine where, you know, your liability is going to fall. This is why you got to hire the law firm of, of Maletti Law because Maletti Law is badass and does this all the time. Um, well, there are, there, there are some other really good attorneys out there. Shout out to a guy I work with, Aaron Bradford. It's very, very, very good. Um, better than me. It's my guru. But you still hire me anyway. I still want to be paid. Um, but, you know, here at Maletti Law, we, you know, not, we're, not, we're more about the media and more about the relationship. Um, I'm still pretty good at what I do. So, yeah, so that's basically where we're going with this. So I, I you can you could show a little bit, um, but, you know, obviously they're very limited context, very limited situations where you won't get in trouble. If you're just putting the putting the marks out there to put the marks out there, you're going to get in trouble and you're going to call me for defense work to protect you from them because they're animals and they'll sue the shit out of you endlessly and take your company. They don't play games. So, um, so that's that portion, right? So that was that question. So, I mean, the question is, what's the best way to avoid that situation? Don't use the damn logo, people. <laughs> Don't use it. If you have to use it, it's got to be necessary. Consult with your lawyer, consult with Vinnie Maletti, pay my hourly rate, and let me help you. But for the most part... Don't, I mean, you could market anything in this planet. If you don't need to do it, don't do it. Save yourself the headache, save yourself the trouble, save yourself the problem, right? Okay, done. Next. I don't want to do that no more. The next question is, um, wait, let me just make sure I don't have anything else. Uh, it was a comment about blurring. I'd rather you not blur the Ford logo um, or, you know, whatever thing you want to sell. I'd rather you not blur it. If you don't blur it, it's better. You avoid the problem altogether. There are situations where blurring, um, if it's like a really prominent mark that, you know, blurring won't help. Like you could you could probably still make a Ford logo out of anything, right? I, I saw a case with John Deere that they were very, they were successful in protecting their mark. Somebody like blurred a lot of their stuff. and But I mean, it was still like readily apparent. It was on the same categorical products as any John Deere product. So I don't know who came up with that great idea or who their attorney was, but you should not be hiring their attorney. You should be hiring, oh, the one that was marketing the products when infringing intent. You should be hiring this attorney who would tell you how to do it the right way. Well, who would tell you how to market the products the right way, not be a scam artist. And yeah, so point is, if you could avoid it, avoid it. Blurring could be a little bit difficult, could be risky. I wouldn't really do it. I try to find a better way. So there you go, that's that. All right, more importantly. Okay, now, the final question I received during this trilogy of questions had to do with salaried employees and having their um, and having their salary reduced for time missed from work. So, you know, COVID has been an unusual thing. One of the things I actually enjoy about COVID, um, oh, I, this is my camera should not be doing this okay so one of the one of my one of my one of my when i one of the things that i think were really good about covid was it kind of blew this concept of you needed to go into the office you don't need to go into the office right you could be just as effective as home you know i feel like most people aren't effective as home i feel like most people you know they bullshit when they don't have the fear of the manager watching them they don't have the fear of like reprisal i think i feel like most people don't work to give it most people don't work because they like working they work because they have no choice. They're forced to. It's, I don't know. To them, it's involuntary servitude. I don't know. Um, I don't like it. I work 24-7. I do everything in the mothers. I sleep three hours a night, but that's me. I'm also crazy. Most people aren't as crazy as I am. Um, I happen to like work a lot. So, so here we go. So 
you're at your house, you're salaried, it's COVID, and I don't know, something happens and it draws your attention away from, you know, you have to be away from your desk for a certain amount of hours. Let's say two hours, let's say two hours a day, right? Two hours a day, two days a week. You got to go to physical therapy. And I don't know, like me, I go to physical therapy every Wednesday. So let's say, oh, let's use me as an example, right? So I go to physical therapy every Wednesday. I work nine to five. I need to leave physical therapy. It takes me three hours every Wednesday. I'm a salaried employee. I make, I don't know, I make 50,000 a year, let's say. And my boss tells me, no, 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 you can't make up the hours. If you, if you got to leave three hours a day, you got to clock out. We're going to deduct your pay, right? You can't do that. So they, they when you're a salaried employee, uh, the rule is that you can't have your pay reduced. If you're a salaried employee, you can't have your pay reduced unless it's kind of, unless you're like reducing for like the whole day, right? So unless like you don't, because you're not entitled to pay without working that's a different ball game but if we're talking about a two three hours we're talking about two three hours in a single day you can't lose a whole day's worth of salary you can't disrupt the salary scheme because of that two three hours of missed work you can make up the work wherever you want you can come back later on whatever the case is on wednesdays i go for my physical therapy i can come back in the night and work in the nighttime no problem but i can't be docked my entire day's pay and be pulled out of that salary exemption just because that happens, you know, that's, that's a very standard, uh, fair labor standards act kind of thing. Um, maybe the section's like 541, 541, 600, I think, I think 541, 600, if I remember, um, it's like a very standard, I, I, I used to do employment, like I do employment law, so I'm very familiar with the stuff, like off the top of my head. So I'm a little unusual remembering these numbers, but I can't remember like my birthday or anything. So, but the point is, they can't do that. So it, it, your salary, you have a set salary. So unless you're missing a whole day or greater than one day, they can't reduce your salary in anything. They can't, they can't, um, you know, they can't dock you your day's pay. They could just simply, you know, your employees could simply just say cool with it and let you go and, you know, make up the hours elsewhere. But that's a pretty easy standard. That was a pretty easy question. Um, there was really nothing um, colossally incredible about that, <coughs> about that question. So um, that's a real standard question. Just if you're if you're an employer and you have an employee that can't, I don't know, that like me, let's say I go to physical therapy on Wednesday and you have a meeting at three o'clock um, and I can't make it because I go to physical therapy from two to four. You can't dock me my two hours. You got to just eat it. Let's reschedule me into another time or let's put or just just not care and I'll come back later on. I'll do the remaining two hours. And we're good. And that's about it. There's nothing else with that. That's very standard employment law, very standard wage and hour law. It's very standard Fair Labor Standards Act. And, you know, nothing else behind that. All right. So those are the three questions. You know, obviously, I don't want to give too much because then none of these are ever going to freaking use me. You're just going to keep asking me questions. But I do like to have content to speak with. Um, at some point, I'd like to have guests. I'd like to have, like, dialogue back and forth. Um, I don't know how we're going to do that yet. I am probably, con I've been looking at some software programs that maybe I can connect with people by Skype or some kind of other program that we can communicate in real time. And then we can go ahead and make a video on it. I think that would be really nice. But until then, you know, you stuck with me. If somebody wants to get on the podcast, you're more than welcome to come to that awesome podcast. Most people don't want to. <laughs> I've been begging. Nobody wants to come. 
Um, and just, I guess, let's take a just quick gander at what's happening in the media today. I usually try not to keep, um, I just try not to talk about too much politics here. I can't help it when I do a call because I just, I just hate that jerk and he's such a loser and I cannot stand him. And every time I hear him, I want to spit on my television. Um, let's just see if there's anything, blah, 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 blah. Let's see, Galvin Newsom, California loses our bricks and rewards. It's because California is probably even worse than New York City. What do we got here? Abortion drama, don't care, not looking to get into it. Earth's richest men fight for the heavens. Musk and Bezos going to space. All right, so today is not really a particularly exciting day. Um, I am on the Drudge Report. I happen to like the Drudge Report. Um, kind of like it used to be more, it used to be more like, I guess, conservative in nature. Um, I mean, now I just think he, I think he's a real party line guy. I think <clears throat> Matt Drudge, I think, I think Matt Drudge is really more of a party line guy. I think he just, you know, w the way I, the way he really kind of like turned everything over um, with Trump's election. I mean, I, I was surprised to see Matt Drudge um, really put a lot of anti-Trump uh, newsletters and um, links because it's very unusual for that's very unusual for Matt Drudge. He usually doesn't do that. So I, I just thought that was very unusual. Uh, okay, nothing really exciting. Um, most deaths in the world, blah, 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 COVID. By the way, this the whole vaccine thing and COVID is possibly the stupidest thing I've ever... I mean, this, this year, 2020 has been the stupidest year ever in my life. And 2020 seems to be having... <laughs> there seems to be no slowdown in 2020 for the stupidest year I've ever seen. Um, so I, will, I, I, again, I'm going to try not to get into politics. I might save it for the road trip. Just so you all know, I'm going to drive down to Florida. I'm going to take a 15 hour drive. Um, I'll be driving by myself. I probably intend on being Facebook live or Instagram live for about 45, for about 15 hours of that trip. <laughs> so, you know, get your questions running, get your questions together. If that's an Instagram live, I don't care. That I'll answer politics. I'm not putting that obviously on the website. Website I'm trying to keep it simply to like legal stuff. If it is going to be politics, it's going to be politics in a, in a legal fashion because I got to try to keep this somewhat legal. Um, okay, I've mentioned the word legal 47 times now, so all the world of SEO better pick the better pick that up. I've now mentioned legal. Did I say management services? Management services are very all very popular um, keywords. So please pick me up and give me more traffic. So look, here's a finisher, um, everybody. Thank you very much. I, I think this is episode five, I think at this point, because I'm not including, you know, um, the lift miss with Cuomo and everything. So I'm not including the songs and the messages, but I think it's episode five of the podcast. Uh, thank you very much for spending the time with me. I always appreciate it. Um, definitely. If you go into the YouTube page, subscribe on the button, click it, subscribe, make me happy. Give me subscribers. Go to my Facebook page, go to my Instagram page, Maletti Law, Law Maletti. I don't know. We had one where we made it backwards because we're stupid, but shit happens. Join the mailing list. I really, really, really love when you all join the mailing list because I can control that environment. I can bring you to the webpage, control the environment. If you have any suggestions, let me know. I love to put them up. There will be more toys and paraphernalia and content coming. Um, few perverts, um, limiting it to clothing, wristbands, and gym-related stuff. Get your minds out of the gutter with your toys, people. And that's it for now. We'll pick up. I really wanted to do something. I'm sorry it took so long. It's just becoming more and more increasingly challenging because as my life becomes busier and busier. But, you know, always love an opportunity to come out here and rain for a little bit. So, you know the finisher, everybody. Eat big, get huge, live large. When you die, leave a gigantic casket behind. Always live unusually motivated. 
Yours in love, lifts, and law. Peace out. See you next time. Yep.